0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Emily, do you ever get tired of me talking about human resources?
1: Mm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I literally could geek out about this stuff. I need you to tell people what what you did tonight at like 7:30 p.m. Well, I sent end of year legal disclosures and end of year notices. This is not the part of my job I you like. No, y'all know those when you, if you've ever worked in a in a job that had like physical locations, there was like a break room or something, and you know those like stupid posters that were hanging on the wall that you never read that were like safety for employees and employees' rights and labor laws and all that. We got sent like the digital version of those posters <laughs> so we could notify our team about them. So. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not.
0: It's not at all what we're talking about today. But I did I do have to get creative about how I manage human resources since we are an all digital team. And I'm excited to talk about what it's looked like as we've made this massive leap, massive shift into working with contractors to growing this team of full time employees and then like catapulting our business into the future. It's been the wildest six months
1: mm-hmm.
0: would you, you say ever
1: that. I don't know I feel like we just keep topping oh, our well, wildest yeah. well and I, I want to know how many people are going to go back and make a compilation of how many times did Emily say we would never hire employees ever again <laughs> and I wouldn't be ready for another 10 years
0: <laughs> yeah she was like adamant and I feel like that's an important point to bring up especially as we kind of start this conversation Is you will go through seasons of your business where you are very sure about what you want and what you don't want.
1: Yep. And I'm only ever more sure of what I don't want. Just if that's y'all, that's okay too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you have the right to change your mind. Yes. Yes. And I think that's what this really comes down to Uh because what we wanted two years ago is not at all what I want right now. Correct.
1: But I'm not mad about it. No. No, because because what happens and I think this is the part of changing your mind that people don't talk about is at least for me and at least in business the reason behind I've changed my mind it's because I've learned more things. I am now more skillful. I am now more confident. I I'm now, more capable. I'm capable, right. I know more about this thing to be able to say yes to that. A no for me is generally because I don't know how to do it and I don't have the capacity to know how to do it right now. So it's a no from me, right? Mm-hmm. And that capacity can only change with equal parts desire and time. And so yes, both of those things I feel like have to happen, but sometimes they do. And they, then like six months after you're saying, I'll never do this. And then, oh, you find yourself in knowing this. Maybe like you read a book that changed your mind. You watched a training that changed your mind. You saw a peer do something that showed you, oh, it could be done in a different way. I could be a a boss of two employees in a way that actually feels good to me because I haven't seen it done before. So your mind changes based on evidence of the contrary, right?
0: Well, but
1: this is just,
0: and we could get into a whole, like what it looks like to change your mind, like a whole episode on that, because truly, I think it takes a lot of growth to be at the stage where you are open to changing your mind yeah. about having like, like you could have really strong opinions and like literally being open to change and being open to new options. It takes a lot because most people develop develop their thoughts and their processes and then and then they become quite stubborn in what this looks like. You know, for me, I have decided very firmly that I am a never say never person ever again because I did say oh, I'm never. gonna keep
1: saying never. I love it. I know it. you
0: are. I <laughs> you'll balance me out and that's fine. But I I used to say it a lot. I used right. to say I'd absolutely never blah 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 blah. And if I've learned anything over the last six years, it's that my life is going to change. Something could or will Uh happen to me or my family Uh that will change my opinion. My financial circumstances are always shifting and what I want and what I want my life to look like evolves as I age, as evolves as I'm open to new ideas, as I'm exposed to new opportunities. And because of all of that, How I run my business can also shift and change. Mm -hmm. And so we, I think there was like an evolution of events that kind of led us to this place, but definitely something that I think catapulted us in kind of like the strangest way was we did an episode and we've loosely alluded to this previously, but we did an episode and there was something I said that we had a client of this person, listen to the podcast, share it with who she had been working with and said, I think they need you Mm -hmm. and they don't know they need you. And so you should reach out and say something. You should reach out and say something. And so we hired an HR consultant. So she did like it literally started
1: as a DM conversation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she did. We hired her. We brought her on for three months, took a couple months off and then have since contracted her for the next year because we are in this evolution. And we didn't, (laughs) I think she kind of kicked it off. But she was really kind of showing us what it could look like to have employees and have it be healthy and have it feel good, have it not be scary and have structure Mm -hmm. and, and also what it would look like. And this is the part I really want to focus on because I think all the rest of it may very well overwhelm you, especially when you hear just how much has changed. But what I don't think you realize is the support that is open to you and what it looks like to be fully supported.
1: Yeah. My like head is like falling off my body because that is, that is, I think the one thing that I can't like fully put into words. Like, yes, does part of it come down to, okay, we, we hired some really great people, right? We had some really great processes. We were really clear about a lot of things, but when your mindset shifts and you're ready to go from truly what contractors bring to the table, which is amazing work progress it gets you it contractors can get you really far in your business and continue to serve us in various ways in our business then some businesses require or could see the benefit the great benefit from also relying on employees. And I didn't quite understand what that difference could mean in the sense of culture, in the sense of productivity, in the sense of ownership, and true like delegation from my brain and the stuff that I needed to do to someone else. I feel like if you are someone who has been working with contractors and only contractors for a while, and you're still really frustrated that you feel like you're in a lot of the projects still, you're either doing a lot of the pieces, a lot of the task, or having to like give say on a lot of stuff or check in or monitor. I think there's either a, a boundary delegation conversation that needs to be had or you need an employee.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the the biggest difference. And the thing I wish someone had kind of yelled at me about a little bit sooner was use contractors for very skilled niche specific yeah yep. issues
1: that you need a problem solved yeah and there's there some countries on our team who i will never hire an employee for their role
0: Ever. because they're they're so specific in their skill set mm-hmm. and and this is again really hard to explain until you've like witnessed it but because it's so niche I actually prefer the fact that they work with a lot of other businesses right. because they're exposed to so much more testing opportunities in their area and in their zone of genius. Yep. And so having contractors serve things like bookkeeping, accounting, SEO, HR, like having those access points to people that have like a very specific area, but they are also working with so many other businesses. We benefit all the time from the fact that they've run into this before with ex-client. Yeah. But what I didn't understand was what was possible when you took your key, like, what it takes to run your business on a day to day basis, your key performance, your core performance, your core. I don't even really know what to call it, but like your daily operations, when you take all of your daily operations and you utilize employees to fulfill on daily operations and first of all, the legal implications of like the fact you really, really, really shouldn't be using contractors for like ordinary operations that are part of like your primary offering. Awesome. But but that gets into the weeds and we're not, we're not here to talk about those legal notices. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the support that's possible there is just crazy. Cause I think what I didn't realize, and I think I'm just now like waking up to the fact that Emily and I were our biggest barrier for growth Mm -hmm. because. And how many times have you heard that? But it wasn't even that like we had a mindset issue. And that's the part that I want to like really point out. It's not that we didn't have like the headspace or like the vision or the whatever. Like, honestly, that was not the issue at all. We were just straight up out of time. We couldn't fulfill on the vision we actually had because we didn't have the support right and so what happens when you have support that's strategic is that all of a sudden your vision can grow and that literal amount of things you're able to accomplish as a team as a company expands Mm -hmm. and like sometimes not sometimes when you do this appropriately it can expand so much faster than I think I even thought possible. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking about the fact that some of our team members have been in our team less than 90 days uh-huh. boggles my mind. Uh huh. And so, just to really quickly kind of make this point, we went through a very quick shift where we had almost exclusively contractors. Emily and I were the only employees of the company. And we started pulling out those key roles, those key responsibilities, those key daily activities and converting those into employee positions within our company. And we started small, we started with an hourly part-time employee and like it exploded very quickly. And we went from two to seven really fast. And now our contract
1: 30 days or something.
0: we went from two to seven in like four months
1: no six months i I guess i'm saying from when we hired the part-time person to oh oh yeah so yes Mm -hmm. so in four months we
0: had like hired one so we went to two to three and then three to seven Mm -hmm. in four months yeah and we probably could have done that part even faster which sounds crazy but like part of it was that we were just growing so fast that mentally emily and i were having a hard time catching up with what was happening and so like we had to literally pause and be like can my brain comprehend what's actually happening right now yeah
1: i i have heard from business owners before And I've never understood it. And I part envied this problem of like, I had to deliberately slow down my own growth for like the safety of my company. And I was like, oh, nice problem to have, buddy. Like must be nice. And then I was like, in November, October, November, being like, we got to pump the brakes a little bit here. This whole thing is going to (laughs) explode.
0: yeah and that, was it going to no did it feel like it maybe a little bit <laughs> was it actually going to no I think I think a lot of it came down to it was just such a quick change, yeah. and going from two to seven employees was a lot a lot for us to learn, a lot for us to manage. but I think really taking the time to learn what it took to train, what it took to like onboard what it took to like do this the right way, legally, compliantly, all of those things. We grew the business so fast. If you were to look at our July numbers Mm -hmm. and compare them to our October numbers, we 2X the business. And the trajectory we are now on, which by the way, we were not small before by any means, but like I guess we were large for the fact that it was just the two of us. Mm we're on track to 5x the business by the end of next year. And I still kind of want to throw up a little bit when I say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still like comprehending what that means. But it also means that we're going into this season of hiring. Mm -hmm. And we plan, if all goes as planned, we're going to go from seven to 20 to 25 employees by the end of next year.
1: not part of this conversation fully, but like my wish for us and what I hope to learn from this experience to then share with y'all is that we can go into our next phase of growth less frazzled than the first part of it. I don't want to feel like I felt in in that four months time of, of insane growth and learning and that everything was happening for the next 12 months straight. No.
0: And I don't think it will. I really think a lot of the things we've learned to this point set us up to do really well with this next round of people. And I've already experienced it where it's like hiring the first one. I was like, oh my gosh, what are all the check boxes I need to check to like do the things. And then I sent an offer letter to someone last week and I was like,
1: I got this.
0: This whole thing took me like less than an hour. (laughs) And like, previously probably took me a week Mm -hmm. because i was writing it wasn't just doing and this is it's the same as like doing client work where you're like the first time you do a new process it's slow and you're like oh my god Mm -hmm. i'm just frick i'm never doing client work again because if it's like this then i'm never and then you have to remind yourself that when you do the same process over and over and over and over and over again It becomes really second nature and it becomes so much easier. And like anything else in your business, once you've done it once, and then once you've done it a handful of times, you have capacity expansion. Like mm-hmm. you literally can reincorporate something, not necessarily drop the ball, right. but like, it's just part
1: of your normal life now. And, but going kind of back to the, the support that's, that's also what's been happening with the team. We're like, that's why. And like, okay, maybe this is obvious when I say it, but like my brain didn't comprehend this until I lived it and saw it. That's why exponential growth is possible with the right amount of support and the right team. Because you, as the owner, are still able to perform your job and the other things that you've ignored are now getting performed better (laughs) prior than, than when you were doing it, right? And so it's like all of the things are able to rise at the same time instead of like you doing this one thing and everything else crushing. And then you going back to those things, but then the other thing that was doing well going back down. It's just. It's, I've been like, oh, wow, that's, that's just, that's still going.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, and I think, I think this really goes back to like, we probably, so would, would normal, would people in this normal situation go from two to seven employees as quickly as us? Probably not. But we, when you reallocate the budget and like take away income, money that was going out to contractors and Mm reorganize the budget. Like we had the bandwidth to get us partially there. And then we expanded, like literally, like our income expanded, our Mm -hmm. MRR expanded. And we had new income coming in. Okay, well now our budget can expand. And so now with the new budget, we can look at, here's what we can spend on team. And that like continues to evolve. And you get to a point like, I typically suggest in our profit reports that you spend no more than 30% of your revenue. Well, you hit a tipping point where that doesn't actually make sense anymore. And for, if this is you, happy to chat it out. But I mean, we're talking in the millions and the multi-millions when you hit a tipping point where your team becomes a much larger percentage because your software kind of taps out. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like your expenses over here, like it's not going to cost us exponentially more to run our website. Like, will it cost us a little bit more? Sure, but like not... Not, yeah, it's not gonna go up 10%. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, and so you can start to spend a larger portion of your budget on team. And this is also the point where, and I was talking to Emily about it, you can decide, you hit a point where you can have all this, it could and should, or like the typical blah 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 is blank. Well, you hit a point in your business where you can, you can decide, do I want as much profit or would I rather have way more support so I can do less in the business or so that I can focus on other things, or I could keep doing this piece of my job. But if I had X, is that really going to matter to me at the end of the day? And I think Emily and I are, we're experiencing what it looks like to be fully supported and continue to grow our vision. And so I'm at the point right now where I'm just craving, like, how can I fulfill more of my vision faster? Mm -hmm. Well, because
1: ultimately you're looking at like, and I'm just going to make up numbers here, but it's like, do you want to make an extra 20, 30, 50 grand next year? Or do you want your business to make an extra (laughs) 400,000? Like realistically speaking, like what, where do you want your priority to lay? And that's, that's the actual like kind of, ratio of what you could be talking about when you get the right team to come in, you could exponentially grow the business, or you could keep like a little bit more profits for yourself. Yeah. And I,
0: I'm really wishing I could remember this specific stat, but it's an actual term that's mostly used by tech companies, but you don't see it in this space like literally at all, but there is It's essentially the the stat in the grand scheme of things is you take the total revenue of a business and you divide it by the number of employees and you get like an average earn per employee. And when you run a small business that can feel really arbitrary, like, okay, am I really going to be able to grow this much? my short answer, at least in the season I'm in right now, is yes. And I completely underestimated what was possible when you had more support. That being said, am I going to hit the same like revenue per employee that Facebook's going to hit? No. Right. But like, that's not the point. Right? If you're looking at what you've done in the past, what would be possible with... And so like I quite literally did the math on, okay, well, if it was just Emily and I, we made blank. What would it look like if this were true with this number of people and like all of this is hypothetical right however it really started falling in alignment with oh i actually think that might be possible mm-hmm. and so i'm gonna keep growing and expanding and continuing to be focused on what we can literally afford because that's yeah i don't want you to get so caught up in well, so-and-so is growing like this. And so if I don't do this, no, then I'm somehow behind no, no. and blah, blah, blah. No, like you have to pay attention to what your actual revenue looks like. Right. I think that's incredibly important. But when it expands, like pay attention to that. Where yes, is it coming from?
1: Yes. And I think the the biggest mind like trickery I had to kind of, and I'm still kind of grappling with because, okay, so when you hire contractors, you're typically like, I have a need that needs like fulfilled right now, right? And it's taking something off your plate typically. It's not typically mm-hmm. for growth. It's not typically for sales. It's not maintaining. It's maintaining. It's not for client delivery. Right. And so you you go seek the contractor, you hire them. They come in for that like niche role and they do it. And you're like, great, that thing is off my plate or whatever. So like you're still operating at the same capacity as you were before at the, with the same results as you were before, like your attention could just be freed up somewhere else. And maybe you're like delivering something else over here, but like, it's, it's pretty constant, but it's also immediate like results from that contractor. Because if you hire like correctly in the sense of contractors with a niche skill for an employee, what I had to get around is not only is it not immediate because we need, we want to, onboard them and train them and get them up to speed. And and what is your skill set? I want to coach you and craft you and nurture you into succeeding in your role really well, right? You're not coming in here as like a copywriter who can then deliver copy. You're You're a whole ass person that has a whole ass role. And like, what does that look like? But not only that, not only that, but them like actually where was my second point here? Oh my lanta. Contractor immediate result employee. It takes time it for takes them time. to learn at my their whole role. point, but I had another thing I wanted to say.
0: Well, I think the in terms of results, I found that there is like at least a 90 day delay. It yes. came back
1: to me, let me say it. Yeah. What you taught me is Hey girl, we need to be hiring employees now for when we need them three months from now. And that's mm-hmm. that's the difference that I was trying to get to is the contractor you're hiring for like a need that you needed three months ago and an employee is who you're hiring three months from now. And the mental headspace, the mental gymnastics I sometimes play of like the kind of fear of like, well, can we afford it? Because we didn't, we wouldn't have played that game before. Like we wouldn't have hired a contractor we don't need right now. That seems silly, but it's not the same game. No, it's not like literally at all. But the the part that I'm
0: like excited for and am seeing the results of is when you continue to coach, mentor, guide, manage, not only can they get results over time, but I truly am seeing that they can grow as a person and they can expand as a person and that allows them to really move into this new season that creates, it just creates so much potential for their future growth. And I didn't, wow, I have spent literal years investing in other entrepreneurs and coaching them and guiding them and educating them. I didn't really see how it would work internally. And I think part of it came from this fear of our literal mission uh-huh. is to help other entrepreneurs create this financial security for them. Mm-hmm. And so like why would someone want to work for me uh-huh. when they could go out on their own and create this own sense of financial security? Because I have so much to offer yeah. is the short answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I have lots of experience that will Completely change our employees' careers, and will they stay with us forever? I don't know, right. but, but that doesn't matter right. like right. you investing in someone is a privilege it's a joy, and also watching them expand as a person mm-hmm. is has been such an incredible opportunity, and I am excited because. We are like really leaning into how our team shows up as individuals and what are their unique skills and strengths that perhaps we don't possess ourselves. Right. And how can we lean into those and how can we continue to be mindful of where. Perhaps our team is better than us in Mm -hmm. certain areas and how they can show up for our clients in ways that we just can't Mm -hmm. and how we can show our clients like we can transfer trust, which is like a whole nother thing, but we can transfer trust for our clients so that they see our team as just as valuable. And I'm excited for what this growth looks like and what it means for us. And I am excited to also be talking about this in a really high level way for our clients. Mm -hmm. It's a massive part of what we're building inside the incubator. Like the first portion of our new program really focuses on refining that signature service, putting it on autopilot with a long client mm-hmm. experience creating a project management system behind the scenes to support the day-to-day but then ultimately and like in my final step and like it feels like the icing on the cake for me is really coaching our clients on what it looks like to expand their own teams and if any part of this was like well oh, this is intriguing but I don't even know where to begin on like do I need a contractor? Should I have an employee? And where do I start? And what does this look like? How do you and you know, when you
1: are ready. <laughs>
0: how do I know when I'm ready? And what can I really afford? And all of those questions. If you're having those questions and you're running a service-based business, I am so excited to be talking about this inside of the incubator and I really encourage you to apply. You can go to bossproject.com/incubator and share a little bit more about your current business. What does it look like now? What is your current service? And what ideas do you have for support? What do you want? What are you looking for? What are you hoping to grow into? And even if you don't have all the answers, I want you to just imagine what it would look like for you to run a business
1: where you don't feel like you have to be the only reason it's successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're just not going to be the ones inside the program that are like, everyone needs to hire employees and this has to absolutely be your first hire non-negotiate. It is custom for everyone. It's unique for everyone's circumstances. I think there is a lot of learning you can do as a boss, as a leader, as an owner of a company with contractors before you go the employee route. We'll chat all of that out with you. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely
0: going to be talking about when it makes sense to do what, and are you really ready to take this on? But we we have teams of all sizes inside of the incubator already. We have solopreneurs who have been working on honing their own craft and fully delivering for clients on their own, to people with a small team of outside contractors. to We definitely have full agencies who have a team of people they're already working with, but maybe there's some messiness to it. Maybe they didn't really have a full understanding of what it looks like to develop roles and responsibilities. How can we make sure compensation is fair and equitable? How can we make our hiring process really streamlined, but also something that helps us identify culture fit and all the things like there's mm-hmm. so much that goes into this and we're going to be talking about it more inside the incubator but first we're going to give you the tools you need so that you're set up for growth long term and that does mean kind of putting a pause on this subject for a little bit and let us make the mistakes mm-hmm. <laughs> and let us figure some things out for you so that when you are ready to expand here that you have the tools just nowhere in your corner we have worked with so many people over the years. We've watched what it looks like to run a team fully remote with contractors to running a team fully remote with employees. And I have lots of things to say. So if you want to hear me talk way more about this, <laughs> applying is your best opportunity. Bossproject.com slash incubator. We're excited to see your application. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership